Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bono, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go! So today I have the pleasure of talking to Caitlin Huntress, American digital nomad living in New Zealand presently, uh, creative director of Stellar Platforms, where he is helping entrepreneurs set up smart marketing systems. And he also happens to have just come up with a book. So we're going to talk about all that. Thank you for making the time. Thanks, Tatiana. I'm looking forward to this conversation with you. Wonderful. So let's start with a bit of a background. Tell me a little bit about yourself and and your journey that led you to where you are today. Sure. Well, I started my career as an acrobat in the circus. Really? And I was yeah, I was I was a street performer <laughs> for a long time. I've done Shakespeare in the Park dozens of times. I, I I started as an actor and then fell in with the circus and started learning all these tricks to earn and maintain the attention of an audience. But living as a performer is is not very lucrative in most cases. And when I started having kids, I found that being a performer wasn't a great way to support a family. And so I fell into those types of jobs where I could monetize my charisma. I was Mm -hmm. waiting tables. I was doing sales. And then I fell into marketing. And I liked marketing so much, Tatiana, because it's it's very similar to street performance. Mm. With street performance, you're trying to earn and maintain the attention of the people who are right in front of you. And you've got to grab their attention right away. And with marketing, it's similar in that you earn and maintain the attention of a demographic. So Mm. instead of trying to get the attention of people right in front of you, you're earning attention over time and trying to figure out how do I provide enough value to earn someone's attention and then turn that attention into revenue. That's been the focus of my work. Mm. Honestly, uh, I, I'm, I'm taking notes here so I don't forget my questions. But I, I think it's, honestly, I can imagine it's actually harder to, to, keep, to get and keep the attention of somebody like face-to-face on the street than, than it is to do it online. It is harder and it also tells you much more clearly what's working and what's not. Mm. Because yeah, if, exactly. if I'm playing, yeah, if, I, if I'm camped out on a street corner and I'm playing guitar and people are ignoring me, then maybe this is the wrong corner. Maybe what I'm playing doesn't resonate with this audience. And you find out right away. The challenge Mm. with marketing, Tatiana, is that you can try a message for months before you really have the data to find out, you know, I think this needs to be tweaked. So it's Mm. slower, but it's less painful. You know, when, when you fail out in street performance, you fail right away and it's embarrassing. And that's why you kind of have to develop a thick skin that, and that thick skin really helps with marketing as well. Because when you're marketing yourself and you're using your personal brand to get attention and you try an experiment and it fails, then it feels like that the failure is on you as a person. But it's not. Mm -hmm. Any failure that happens on your brand is just education about how you can do better in the future. Mm. That's funny because I I mentioned that I deal with domain names and I see those as that... Like that that's very much like real estate on the internet. Like that's your address and who you are, basically where you are. 
as a brand, I guess your identity where we are on the internet. And as as we're talking now, and we're doing that uh, analogy with street performance, and and you said um, it's it's much harder, but in a way, it's much easier to see the reaction straight away when you're in front of somebody on the street. And mm-hmm. I had that feeling, like literally, with social media, it's not only like you say, it's softer, but in a way that also kills off that in initial feedback and, and that immediate and very authentic feedback with social media. But also you have those third parties in between. So if you try and imagine that with a street performance, it's like you're not in front of that person or that audience, but you you have like a screen in front of in front of you and, and somebody who is monitoring what's happening and deciding what's shown and what's not shown and to whom. Like how do you deal with that? Yeah, the playing the game with uh, the people who uh, are the keepers to the the mm. keys is is part of marketing. You know, if I've got a campaign that sounds really great and it resonates with an audience, I still have to figure out how to get it there. If I'm mm. using organic social, then I need to play the algorithm game according to how Instagram or Twitter or Reddit likes to curate their algorithm because each one rewards different types of activities. Mm. Uh, if I'm going to be buying ads, I need to know what's effective on this platform and what's not. And often mm. the only way we can find out is through experiments. Marketing mm. is a series of failed experiments. <laughs> and when you're bringing your brand out to the market, you're just throwing spaghetti at the wall to see what sticks. <laughs> and when you're branding, yeah. it's it, it takes a long time to find out. But one of the things that I like about marketing is that um, launches tell you quicker. If you're asking somebody for feedback in the term of, hey, pull out your credit card and buy this, that's when you get real, authentic, honest feedback super fast. Mm-hmm. Because if yeah, you're talking with someone and you're like, yeah, I'm doing this message and I've, I'm positioning myself this way, people will say, oh, that's nice. But if you say, and this is $9.97, do you want to buy it? Mm-hmm. Then you yeah. accelerate the feedback and you find out right away. Yeah, that, that reminds me, I, I love uh, Mark Randolph and I'm, I'm listening to his podcast whenever I find the time. And he had a similar thing he said in one of the episodes, he was giving advice to an entrepreneur and it was about sharing an idea with family and friends and, da, 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 and, and tell them, you know, get feedback, see what they think. And he was saying that, Ask them to invest in your startup. Ask them to invest in your idea. And then you'll really get that, you know, honest, you know, feedback on, okay, do they really believe in it? Or they're just, you know, trying to, to yeah, make you feel good. Yeah, it's it's the fast lane to direct feedback. Um, I, I heard this from Nathan Barry, the, the founder of ConvertKit at Pioneer Nation in 2016. And he was facilitating a workshop talking about the rise of ConvertKit. And he had written this book called Authority about how to be an authority in your niche and position yourself Mm. with your personal brand as an authority. And he said that when he was starting ConvertKit, the fastest way for him to get feedback was just to ask people to take out their credit card because they give him nice feedback and he'd say, well, okay, great. Do you want to buy it? And then he would, then they would pause and actually articulate what they were thinking. And so Mm -hmm. this is a great experiment to use when you're, when you have an idea and you want to take it out to market, Put a price tag on it. Doesn't matter if it's seven dollars, but something mm-hmm. where it gets it, it requires someone to invest because mm-hmm. they either will invest because your idea works, or they won't invest 
and they'll tell you why. Why? Yeah. That why? That's often what we need in order to position our brands effectively. Absolutely. You talk about smart marketing systems. Tell me what what is it? What is smart? What is a smart marketing system? Well, I've, I spend a lot of time with stupid marketing systems because I, <laughs> you know, I'm on the internet quite a lot. And uh, um, when I left the United States 10 years ago, I started a web design agency because uh, I found that um, I had this unique overlap of skills that I was a good copywriter and I could do a little bit of design and I could write a little bit of code. And I understood how to use a personal brand online. And so I started making websites for experts and entrepreneurs, and I focused on authors, coaches, and speakers. That was my niche. And I, it eventually developed into a full-fledged marketing agency that I call Stellar Platforms. And with Stellar Platforms, the work that I do is helping people set up smart marketing systems. And so somebody will... Everybody has some sort of marketing in place. You know, they have some system they're using to share their message with the world and auditing the effectiveness of that message. It there's a lot of moving parts to even assessing, is this working and how do we know if it's working? What are the metrics that we need to measure? And so doing that sort of work, it gave me deep insight into how people can uh, effectively market themselves online for a moment. Because the hardest thing about the internet, Tatiana, is that it moves so fast. Mm. Things that worked 18 months ago don't work anymore. And the biggest yeah. problem with the internet is that internet advice goes stale. The things that people talked about five years ago, this is the way that you expand your personal brand. That blog post is going to get great ranking on SEO, even if the tactics don't work anymore. And so figuring Absolutely. out what's actually working and what's a waste of time, that's really a, the focus of a lot of my work online. How do you do that? Experiments. <laughs> Only testing is going to tell. You know, I can tell you that I think that Web3 is going to be the new frontier in community management because we can use token-gated DAOs in order to gamify engagement and give people badges for the activities that we want them to do. I've had this opinion for months and I can't prove it yet. So I keep mm. fiddling with it because I think that this is the future of community marketing online. But until I have some evidence, until I have a, uh, a case study where I've tried this tactic and I got these results and I can identify why that happened, it's just a theory. Mm. So in order to find out what's really working, we just have to try things and see what mm. works. Absolutely. And I think you, uh, I totally agree with you on, on the fact that it's moving so quickly and it's so hard to, I don't like bringing politics up, but uh, that's going to be a very soft kind of bringing it up because I'm always thinking with with politics, like since I was a kid, I was like, yeah, but that, why is it so hard to solve things? Like, you know, we all seem to agree on, like, we all want to live better. We all want our kids to have a good school and good health system. Blah, blah, blah. And, and then like when you start thinking about it, you realize that to get some decent results you have to have some sort of a long-term goals but to get elected like if you tell people the reality of okay like if we need to do something that means that people in 20 years will live 
better than we do now, nobody's going to vote for you. Like nobody, nobody's going to like that stuff. And, yeah. and in a way, uh, what you just mentioned, like with the internet, it's, it, it's, it's that thing where the, like it's moving fast and then the, the, it's very hard to, to, to test and try things and see them working. And, and then people, like if you're trying to uh, sell things to people, it's easier to sell them what they want to hear than what actually works. Yeah. And we find the same problem in the corporate world as well, mm. because corporations aren't incentivized to do things that are good for the population in 20 years. They mm. are mandated by law to do what's most profitable to their shareholders. Mm. And the way that a corporation originally started was let's get together and build this railroad. And then when this rail line is done, we're going to dissolve this entity, this false person that's going to do this project because then we'll be done. And it might take mm -hmm. five to 20 years. It might take the fortunes of a number of different um, uh, industry magnates, but they come together to do this thing that then stops. And when mm -hmm. the corporation became immortal, we suddenly disincentivized the long-term goals in favor of focusing on the short-term mm -hmm. goals. And this Absolutely. balance between a long-term strategy and short-term results, politics, corporations, individuals, we all have to navigate this balance differently. And as you were saying, I mean, I just asked you, how do you do that? And you said, well, I try things like, how do you sell to people, you know, give me, you know, that budget you have for marketing and I'm going to try things. But the reality is, like you said, marketing is very much that, and we haven't even touched on like even the surface of it, because here we're talking about the internet moves quick. That's very generic. Like if you go into a particular uh, case for a particular business, you know, you, you're going to have to go with what's their audience and where they are and how they are changing and, and, and where do they go and how those things and, and especially with social media, things change like overnight and, and anybody who's, telling you, you know, that is exactly how it's done and we're going to do this and we're going to do those keywords and posting those hours and doing well, it's going to be brilliant. That's what people want to hear and they want to pay for. But like, how does, how does that work in reality? They want certain answers, but in mm. a fast moving environment, uncertainty is the only constant. We know things are going to change, you know, and when, when webinars were big, I spent a lot of time and energy and attention on webinars. And mm. now we're recording this at the end of 2022 and webinars have waned in popularity because the most expensive currency right now is time. If you're going to ask somebody to put something on their calendar, it's really difficult to get them to commit to show up and listen to a pitch fest where you're talking at people and selling them something at the end. They're, they're wise to that. But two years ago, that was really effective because mm. the lockdowns had started, everybody was stuck at home and didn't have anything to do. It was really easy to get people to, to sit and listen to your pitch. And so that mm. now, now that things have changed, we just have to find out what's working right now. And experiments, I feel, are the best way to do that. But mm. I've seen in, since I work with a lot of different types of entrepreneurs, Tatiana, I've seen that what works for different businesses is almost always different. There's not a magic formula that works for everyone, but there mm. are some general rules that work for lots of different types of people. And because I work a lot with people who have a, a personal platform, 
you know, they have something to say and something to sell. I find that they always have the same four cornerstones to their platforms. There's their positioning, how they're known in the marketplace. There's their profit, how they make money. And those are the external cornerstones. Those are the ones that someone can see when they're Mm -hmm. looking at your platform. But there's two cornerstones at the back of your platform and they're just as important. And those are your strategy and your systems. Mm. And if any one of these cornerstones is cracked or weak or is lower than the others, your platform's always going to be leaning in that direction. That Mm. one cornerstone is always going to be dominating your attention because you've got to go back and fix things over there. And so when I start working with a new client, whether I'm, I'm consulting with them and I'm working on their website and their marketing systems, or I'm coaching with them and I'm giving them advice about how to elevate their platform, one of the first things that I do is I say, which cornerstone needs the most attention? Because Mm -hmm. if we can bring that cornerstone up to the same level of the others, then it gives your platform stability. What's not working for your platform might be different than what's not working for my platform right now. So there's no one size fits all formula I can give you to improve yourself. That's also going to work for me. But these general Mm -hmm. rules of how to stack your cornerstones to elevate your platform, I found this to be a really helpful framework, no matter Mm -hmm. what type of industry you're in or how you're positioned. I I love that. And I I like, I mean, I find it's really refreshing that authenticity of that you're bringing up for a second time now where where we're talking about Nobody is the same. There's no like formula that works for everyone. And, and we're going to test and try things, but there is that sort of a structure. Um, and you, you mentioned strategy and, and it kind of, um, and we, we kind of touched on it at the beginning. Um, I like drawing parallels with things. So where I am uh, with, with um, domains and, and namings and, and brand names is, Oftentimes, like people ask me the same, like, what is the best name for whatever? What is the best domain name for whatever? And it's like there isn't such a thing. You know, I can tell you, and we do that, where we uh, research and have statistics on, you know, what names and what domain names do, whatever companies have in whatever industry and et cetera, et cetera. But it, it all comes down to what is best for you in your particular case. And, and that that is not, you know, like it can be the same for a company like Nike or Apple and, you know, shop on the street. It, it just cannot be. So, yeah, on, on that, I noticed you have your name as a domain name. You also have ellenhuntress.com and nhuntress.com. And I, that's something that I like. I, I was surprised to find because I oftentimes advise people to just like I'm not going to tell you what to do, but just take it seriously. Like think about where do people go when they look for you. It, it, it's a attention to them. It's not even about you. So how did you and why did you get to that? Oh, great question, Tatiana. So the. Um... Uh, I was I was at World Domination Summit in 2015 and and Garrett G handed me his business card and his email address and his name were all on one line. And it said G at retg.com. And I thought that was mm-hmm. so clever and uh, that I wanted to try it because I have a difficult name to spell like you. And <laughs> the hard part about my name is that um, the second A bef- between the L and the N 
if it's done, like if you're watching this on the video, you can see over on this side in Zoom, it's got this A with a ligature on it. So mm -hmm. it looks kind of like an E. And so in my branding, I always have a round A because people often misspell my name, L-E-N at the mm -hmm. end. And so I made an email address, C-A-E-L at nhuntress.com so that the, the at sign was right there and it didn't have mm. to give people that confusion over which one. And then I, I went ahead and got the other one, C at elonhuntress.com, just because I, I think it's clever and it costs me a few bucks a year to have Absolutely. funny, clever little things that elevate my personal brand. I love that. I love that. And I mean, honestly, yeah, that, and you've, you've just said it, you know, people are struggling with whatever people would find it easier. People would find it fun. People would, that's absolutely the, the, the idea behind it. Like you, you're thinking about your audience, what would work for them? What would make them laugh? What would make it interesting, exciting, easy for them to remember something. And, and, and that's absolutely the way to go. I love that. Yeah, I, I just had to. I just had to say it. <laughs> hey, thanks. Yeah, yeah. I, I have a bunch of domains online. Um, uh, my personal website, kaylinhuntress.com, is where I've been um, blogging about my adventures, traveling around the world with my young family as a digital nomad. Uh, and I've also been doing uh, archiving a lot of my recent writing on there for the for the books that I write. Um, but I have a bunch of business related websites as well, because I'm a web designer and I like to see, well, does this work? I'll make my own website and try it. So I have a lot of failed websites out there where I've tried <laughs> things just to see, is this sticky? Is it going to get any traction? Do people react to this? And often they don't. But some of the projects that I've launched have been pretty successful. And so StellarPlatforms.com is uh, it's, it's my main digital marketing hub. And that's where I send people who want to do business with me. You know, mm -hmm. if you're if we're having a conversation about your personal marketing, then that's where I keep my case studies. That's where I keep the intake form for my discovery call. That's where I blog about a lot of um, practical marketing related topics. Uh, but mm -hmm. then I have other websites that I use just for fun. Um, you know, one of the websites that I put together recently when I when I wrote this book, Marketing Yourself, which was published earlier this year, um, is I put together a website for marketingyourselfbook.com. And uh, <laughs> if your listeners go to marketingyourselfbook.com slash free chapter, then they can uh, get a, uh, the first chapter of my book for free in return for subscribing to the Stellar Platforms newsletter. And this mm. chapter at marketingyourselfbook.com slash free chapter is all about your personal statement and how to make a, a snappy, concise personal st statement that attracts the right types of people into working with you. I, yeah, um, I'm glad you brought that up because I've, I'm, I, I love talking to you and I'm sure we can go on for another hour or so, but I'm trying to like be concise and respectful of people's time. So tell me like very quickly about your book. Sure. So my book has uh, four sections and the four sections are based on the four cornerstones I mentioned earlier, your positioning, mm -hmm. your profit, your strategy and your systems. And there's four chapters in each of those sections. And uh, and the book is intended to help people work on the cornerstones they need to elevate their platform. And we all start at different levels. You know, when when somebody picks up my book, they might be at the soapbox level where they have something to say, but they don't really know how to turn it into revenue yet. 
if you put four cornerstones down on the ground and you stand up above the level of the audience around you so that they can see you over distance, then you can get to the second level of platforms. And that's the showroom. And that's where your content is focused on what you have on offer and how people can buy from you. And a showroom is great because you can run a business that supports your livelihood in a showroom. But the problem with a showroom, Tatiana, is that it has a ceiling. You can only fit so many people inside. And so a lot of the work that I do is helping people get from the showroom level to the third level of platform, and that's the stage. And on the stage, you've exhausted your own audience. And you have to find other audiences to share your message with. And your systems handle the selling for you so that all you have to do is show up and shine. Mm. And there's a fourth level of platforms, and that's the stadium. And the stadium is where your moves move the markets. The Mm. things that you do in your marketing make everyone take notice and follow you in your wake. And stadiums are incredible because of the power they have, but they're also hazardous because you're up so high, there's farther to fall. Mm -hmm. And so each of these four levels from the soapbox to the showroom, from the stage to the stadium, they've all got different advantages and different disadvantages. But I find that in the work that I've done with experts and entrepreneurs, no matter what level they're at, there's always one of these four cornerstones that they need to work on. Mm. And so I developed this book, Marketing Yourself, as a practical manual so that someone could say, you know, my positioning needs work. What do I need to do in my positioning? And they can pick one of the chapters and dive deep on working on the aspect of their platform where they need the most attention. Because we Mm. all need all four of these cornerstones, just not at the same time. I advise my clients to focus on one cornerstone per quarter. And to say, okay, this quarter, I'm working on my profit. I'm getting my sales funnels in order. I'm laying out my value ladder. I'm busking out to the right kinds of audiences. And I'm making offers to build my revenue. And if you focus on that for three months, you'll get some data from your experiments that'll let you know what you can double down on, what you can focus Mm. more time and attention on, and what isn't worth your time. And armed with that new insight, then you can focus on another cornerstone of your platform. And by stacking these cornerstones one on top of another, that's how you elevate your personal platform. Hmm. I love how you structured it. it. It makes it very, very visual to, 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 yeah, it helps, it helps really understand and visualize those stages. And it, it's funny because I was, as you were talking, I'm thinking about because I'm, I'm dealing with domain names, um, and oftentimes the sort of a level businesses are, and that's the first time I'm hearing about your book and the way you're structuring that. But I was like immediately, yeah, the entrepreneurs I work with that are looking to upgrade or better their domain names and their brands are at the stage level. Like I, I literally got it okay. just there. It's very funny how that worked. That's clicked. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's what I like so much about this framework, Tatiana, is that anybody mm. can look at it and say, oh, that's where I am. 
Mm. I'm at this level and I have a problem with this piece over here. So even though our businesses are so different and the challenges we face might be completely uh, uh, different than the challenges that others face, we still have the same area that we need to work on. Mm. How one last question before the last question. It's kind of a, yeah. I'm cheating a little bit. Penultimate question. question. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. How do, because it's easy, like I'm judging from my own experience. For me, it's a lot easier to talk to people when they know they have a problem. And sadly, usually by the time they get to know they have a problem, it's really been quite some time that's been costing them a lot of confusion, a lot of money spent in marketing, a lot of like, it's better if it happens earlier, but you know, the reality is it, it, it happens when, when it gets really bad and then they're like, Oh, that's a problem. Is there any way with your system, with those four, um, not pillars, how do you call them? Cornerstone. The, Exactly. Those cornerstones. Is there a way where people, entrepreneurs can easily identify that's the one I have a problem with? Yeah. What hurts? Okay. You know, like usually if I ask an, an entrepreneur, what is the biggest challenge you're facing in your business? They don't have to think about it. They know because it's the one that's been gnawing at them. You know, mm. um, when, when I'm going out to an audience though, I, I don't say this is your problem and I know how to fix it because I know everybody's problems are different. Instead, mm. I try and find a variety or I provide a variety of, um, painkillers. Mm. You have this problem. If you have this problem, then I have a solution to it, but it's small because mm. by the time that somebody's going to work with me deeply, that's when I want to give them the vitamins. You know, you might not see the short-term results on this right away, but in, in a long time, you're going to be really glad you did this with your business. That's the sort of thing mm. I can work on with my consulting clients because we've developed a relationship and they trust my judgment and my advice. But with a new audience that doesn't know me yet, offering them a vitamin is not going to be very appealing. Mm. And so if you're working with building your audience and generating leads, instead of giving those long-term vitamins that are good for them eventually, Focus on the short-term painkillers. Mm. Hey, if you have this problem and you don't know what uh, what your subject lines should be for your email newsletter or whatever, mm. you know, then I, I've got a solution to that. I've got you know the the fifty-five best subject lines of twenty twenty-two published on my blog. Here's a link. Mm. And if they consume that painkiller and they're like, "Oh, these are really good ideas," what does it you do again? Then they're going to be more open as they go into your sales funnel to, uh, to learn more about you. And so I can't say that a corner, the cornerstone model really helps with this, but there's something I talk about in the book, uh, that's called the four-step marketing cycle of no like trust and buy. And mm. people have to go through all of these stages in order. And if they don't know you, they're not going to like you. If they don't like you, they're not going to trust you and they definitely won't buy from you. And so guiding people through this four-step cycle where you get introduced to them by solving a small problem means that they're much more likely to hire you to solve a bigger problem down the road. Mm -hmm. That makes sense? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And obviously you can jump a step there. You can do them faster. 
Yeah, but I, I think of it like if you're uh, if you're feeding a wild animal and you have you know some some mm. seed, you want to get them to come up and take it out of your hand. You can't just skip a step and say here and throw it at them. You know, like, you got to move at their pace. <laughs> you can try, but yeah, I can see that ending ending well. <laughs> a lot of marketing is like that. Here, try this. <laughs> <laughs> no, now now you say it, I'm like, yeah, yeah, yeah. That makes sense. Yeah, like how how ridiculous it is when you actually think about it in those terms. But it's true. It's true. Like a lot of marketing. Most of the marketing, if you scroll down your feed, and there's like a lot of here, here, try this all the time. <laughs> yeah, exactly. and that's that's the the hardest thing about calling myself a marketer, Tatiana, is that there are so many substandard marketers out there who do things badly that when I introduce myself as a marketer, people think, oh, you're mm. one of those. Yeah. And you know, yeah. like there's, there's a lot of bad marketing out there because people are experimenting. And mm. so, you know, learning from other people's experiments is just as valuable as running your own. Because when you're scrolling through a feed and you see somebody doing something that you don't like, if you can try and pick apart why you don't like it, then it gives you insight on how you can use your own marketing in the future in a way that's better than theirs. Mm, absolutely. Oof. I'm, I'm sure we can talk for, for another hour easily, but uh, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm aware of time and uh, I'm trying to keep those podcasts short for our viewers. I, I keep getting suggestions to have like a short version and a longer version from a few of our guests already. So I might think about that because like sometimes it's just like we're talking now, I probably have another five questions scribbled, but I'm not going to go there. <laughs> Um, yeah. Last thing, where can people reach you? Ah, well, you know, if you can figure out how to spell my name, kaylinhuntress.com <laughs> is actually where I spent most of my time. Uh, I'm on all the socials at Kaylin Huntress is my username. I spend a lot of time on Twitter. Um, I, I, I'm over on LinkedIn and, you know, since I'm a marketer, I'm on all, all the platforms, but the easiest way that your listeners could get in touch with me is by going to marketingyourselfbook.com slash free chapter, one word, and filling out the form to subscribe to the Stellar Platforms newsletter. And then you'll get the first chapter of my book, as well as weekly insights on how to elevate your personal platform delivered to your inbox every week. Wonderful. Thanks a lot. Thanks. It's It's been a pleasure. And I'm sure uh, our viewer, viewers, listeners will enjoy that too. Thanks, Tatiana. It was great talking with you today. Thank you. Welcome to Smart Branding, a podcast dedicated to branding, naming, and domain names. I'm Tatiana Bonneau, and with my guests, we try to help you create and grow strong, memorable, and meaningful brands online. I believe time is one of our most precious assets, and so I want to thank you in advance if you decide to spend the next 30 minutes with us. I promise to do my best to make those worth it. Let's go!